Man, welcome to another episode of Connected Podcast, where we connect, where we reflect and give you the knowledge so you can put it to the test. I am your host, Aaron Williams. Yeah, I've been working on that. You like that? That was good. I've been working on that. That was good. I got my co-host here, my guy, Brad Smith. And we also got a special guest here, but before I get to him, man, how's your, how's your, bro, how's your doing? How was your weekend? How's your mental? I like to do, like, we always say, like, we always need to check up on each other. Yeah. But we never call. When we I try to say it through podcasts and social media. Yeah. So, when how's I, your weekend, man? When I try up? to check on you and show you love, you reject me, man. I don't appreciate man, it. I don't, I don't want to go there about that. My, uh, <laughs> no, I was good. It's all love. Fan was good. Uh, a lot of time. Yeah. The in-laws, Easter yeah. weekend, got to eat, oh, Easter egg hunt, oh, and all the Easter kids man. and all that. So, it was good. It was. You also do the um, hiding the Easter egg. Hide the Easter egg. You put money in there. You I, rich, so I know. I know there's some. Relax. How much money you put in? there? Relax. I put none. In, I don't do it. You don't put no money. No, in I didn't. But like my, my wife. Oh, and okay, my okay. In-laws, okay. They, so like they put money. Not in. to like, cause your kids will see this. So yeah. But like. Yeah. Like, you know, give us a little. I'm, I'm inside not, of what little luck inside the egg. I'm not. Know? I'm not that guy. I'm a dollar guy. <laughs> hey, a dollar. Hey, two fairy, you, you get a dollar. dollar. Maybe a two dollar bill or something okay. like that, but nah, okay. I ain't you know. So you're not throwing a smooth fifty in there? No, nah, y'all y'all got different. Smooth yeah. hondo. It's levels to this, right? And y'all are. Uh, I'm not there. I'm lower, yeah, lower tier. But right. no, nah, it was it, it was good. It was just fun spending time with the fam and. No, know, so, that's good, but, man. Hey, I'm gonna need you to get on golf. I'm tired of you know playing some by myself. I'll go. I'll go with you. Get you I'm gonna bring my fishing pole with me. Yeah. I'm gonna go with you. Okay. I'm gonna go with you. Well, anyways, man, before. We're being this special guest, and I got to give him a nice little intro because this he's, guy here, he's nice. He's one nice. of Austin's finest. Yeah. I'm going to say one of because, you know, your host is one of them too. <laughs> so, But man grew up in Austin, born and raised, legend, 512 legend, Austin yeah. star, LBJ, alum, Arkansas Razorback. Yeah. Or y'all, pick, pick Suey, right? Pick Suey. <laughs> uh, man, we got our guy Chris Houston, family cornerback. What's happening? Seven-year pro. What's happening? Thirteen-year interception career. Let's three for three for the TD. You got three for TD. Three for the T. Three tugs. Yeah, he's trying some. Little some. Little some. Started. 40, 41st pick overall, second round. Second round. Two thousand seven. Yes, yes, sir. NFL draft. Yep. NFL. To Atlanta. To Atlanta Falcons, mm-hmm. and then spent the the next three years in three, Detroit. Three, four, four years. Four, four years in Detroit. Detroit. And yeah. I think you got, tried to stay in Carolina, and then yeah. the and little that, injury happened, and then that was it. It was time up. Time yeah. is up, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Houston, everybody, come on, give a little round of applause, oh my guy. Man. <laughs> hey man, welcome, man, welcome, bro. You for having me, so bro. what's going? How you been, you. man? How was your weekend? How was? Uh, my weekend was good. It was good. Uh, Easter weekend, just watch the kids run around in the backyard and play around and stuff. So it was cool. I ain't gonna lie, it's yeah. so different. Like yeah, I've been knowing Chris for, yeah. he's been long, knowing me for long time, forever. Yeah. yeah, since like middle school, and hearing him have kids, just the Word. growth in this man. Yeah, I'm proud Word. of this man. Cause man, I appreciate you. I appreciate. Hey man, this you. man taught me a lot of things. On and off the field. On and off the field. On and off the field. And Man, I appreciate a lot of it was off the field. Yeah, a lot of it was off the field. It was great. We're going to talk about We're going to talk about That's what Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta teaches. I learned it from Atlanta. So that's what Atlanta yeah. teaches. So I just brought it to Alton. So what, give us a little like summary, how your recruiting process was. What was it like for you being at LBJ in Austin? Now think about it about that time. What was it about like? 2003? Three? Yeah, 2003. So this is like before social media was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got to give these, these young kids what, it was our, what our recruiting process was like. Recruiting process, it was a, a great learning experience because um, coming from my family, nobody never went to college. So we didn't understand how to get to college, yeah, you know. So, um, so like my father and mother, uh, you know, my mother was disabled. And, uh, you know, my father, he was um, incarcerated for a little bit of time. So he came home when I was seven. He introduced me to football. So uh, this that process of getting recruited was like uh, it was fun at the same time. But it was like uh, we was just learning, you know, how to get a scholarship um, about um, a GPA, 
got to have a certain GPA to get a scholarship. Um, you have to do the clearinghouse, uh, those type of things. So it was um, it was pretty uh, eye-opening, but it was exciting for me. Now, do you remember who that first letter was that came to your mail to your mailbox and said, "Hey"? Um, I believe it was Nebraska. You were a good player, I'm sure you yeah. played your sophomore year and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, n not really any colleges reaching out or camps like what? Uh, what no, was that like see, before your offer? Before my offer, I didn't know about any camps. Mm -hmm. Like we was too, we didn't have the money for right, it, right. so I, I didn't know about any camps. I was just like uh, just playing local uh, community ball, you yeah. know, for different um, teams or whatever. But then uh, I just did the process from middle school to high school, and then uh, yeah. one of the coaches. Recruiting coaches came and he was looking at a senior, and uh, I was a junior. And he saw me playing better than you know the guys they came to see, yeah. and then all my scholarship offers started coming in. Yeah. So that's how it went. That should give a contest to all you young kids out there, man. You never know who's watching. Yeah. And you know, in practice, never. you know, especially if you know you got a guy that's 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 really gifted and has a future going on to the next level. Yeah. You know for sure you're gonna have college coaches coming in. Hey, and you sometimes you know you're better you gotta, than that guy. You gotta handle business. Well, if you balling, you know you what I'm balling, saying. You gotta let them know. Yeah, so, if you balling, they gonna see it. They always see go 100 percent each time, man. So, yeah. but so when you got recruited, did you have a, like <clears throat> a school in mind? Yeah. Well, the first school I always wanted to go to was Florida State. You know, just because of watching the robbery of Florida State and Miami back in the day. You know, it was always a big robbery. I love Deion Sanders, and that's where he came from. So I just knew about the um, Peter Warwick and all them. So that was like uh, my first my first uh, pick. But when you when you start to get into it and you start to understand, you start to understand you live in Texas and Florida on a recruit out of Florida. You know what I'm saying? So you you narrow it down like, shoot, I ain't going to Florida. You know they ain't coming down here. You know. So after that, then um, I kind of started getting scholarship offers from like LSU and those types, and I was familiar with those those type of teams because I was looking at them when I was. Uh, a young kid, and uh, so I started getting those called a scholarship offers, and that um, pretty much kind of, um, uh, yeah, 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 set up everything else, and kind of gave me that little confidence booster that you know I can get to that next level. And once I saw that, it was it was a wrap. That's what's up. I'm gonna get to the nitty gritty though. Like four star, who? Three star, four star? Me? Yeah. Uh, no star. You were no star? Zero. Okay, zero star. I was four star. You're a three star. <clears throat> did that? Did that give? Did that like have any effect on like your mentality? As far as like, let's let's be honest. We all we all look at lists. We yeah. all look at who who what people think is better than who, where they ranked. When you saw your name as three star, and then you looked at their competition, did that deteriorate you? Like, like dang, like they not seeing me. Like I'm not, I'm probably not gonna. Or was it like, oh, they, they, they messing up. Like, they don't know what they getting like, themselves Man, into. Hell no, that, that like motivated me. It, it was just like, let me get there yeah. and I'm gonna outwork everybody. Cause I already was doing it. Um, I just was, you know, I kind of always analyzed people in high school and just kind of watched everybody and kind of saw what everybody else did. And I kind of saw that they didn't really work hard. So I'm like, hey, if I do this, then that'll put me like 10 steps ahead of them. So I, I kind of picked that up, um, that habit up in high school. So I kind of was already setting myself up to be better than other people just by my work ethic and it put that's me there. Like, I feel like that's like such a key factor in a lot of these like high level athletes is like your ability to observe and like take in everything that's going on around you. I think mm -hmm. that's a super underrated quality because a lot of dudes are athletic and stuff like people way probably as, as athletic or way more faster, stronger, bigger, but like watching See, and finding somebody's weakness. Like, mm -hmm. like I'm watching you on the field, like he can't move in this particular angle. I log it in my brain and then as I attack him, like it just comes second nature to how to attack somebody. Like, so like watching, whether it's a, you know, you're watching people's names on those lists or, you know, you're studying a receiver or whatever. Like, how do you feel like, like the mental part of the game, even back in high school, like, gave you an advantage. The mental part is everything, because you can pretty much um, have somebody beat just by talking to them uh, crazy in high school, you know, because, you know, when you high school kid, I mean, people be very emotional. 
So you can pretty much get in their head like that. And uh, I pretty much just learned that younger just for being competitive. Um, brought up in a, with all my cousins, older cousins, they pretty much were like four or five years older than me. And I was forced to play football with them and stuff. So just learning how to talk noise and just see how a person react, do they go in their shell? And if you know they in their shell, then you just keep on. So, but we learned that from, you know, the hood, you know, cause we ran raised in the hood. So I just transitioned that over to, you know, uh, high school and just uh, playing in the sports world. And um, it's so key because that's everything. That's probably like 98% of playing football is the mental part. You know, if you know this guy, like in basketball, you know, if this guy uh, dribble with his right hand all day, you're going to cut off his right and make him go left. So I'm pretty much, um, as a defensive back, you got to be observing that. Like, I respect y'all DBs. Like, I don't usually say this. Hey, man, I, I appreciate receiving. I, re I respect y'all yeah. because y'all, like, we know where we're going. Y'all don't. And, like, y'all are probably the best, at, other than, like, a D lineman, like a rush in or somebody, like, the best athletes on the field because you're able, you have to transition, you have to react, ball skills, you got to have everything. So, like, just y'all level of athletic ability is, like, that's legit. Yeah, shit, I mean, so. yeah. And, and, I'm not even going to consider you a receiver, yeah, though. I mean, you're you an athlete. Yeah, I mean, you well, do it all. Well, I mean, I mean. Why would I downplay Game like record, that? not game. I didn't, yeah. my bad. I didn't mean to downplay yeah, like that, I mean, Mr. Yeah, athlete. kind of limited me. I did. I put me in a box. Don't put me in a box, I didn't put you in a box. My bad, bro. Yeah, but, but y'all, like, yeah, it's like a, that's a, I think if there's an athlete in the world, like, the best athletes in the world, whether it's basketball, football. Y'all hear it first, man. Y'all I think you have to think about DBs being. Like the high, yeah, the highest level defensive back is one of the best athletes on the Because it go back to, like you said, the mental part. Yeah. Like before you break the huddle, you got to know down and distance. You got to know personnel. Yeah. And then when he line up, you got to know his split and see where your help is and play the odds of that. And, it's, yeah. and that's all mental. You know what I'm saying? It's not physical. So you got to already have all that uh, in you before you can go out there and do the physical part. Facts, now, right? when, when did that get to you, though? Cause I ain't gonna mm. lie, I ain't gonna lie. In high school, like we watch film, but we ain't watch film. You know the you know yes. the difference. Yeah. Like we just watch ourselves. Let's go play. Yeah. Like like okay, two plays later, oh my play finna come up. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. Me? Like, yeah, yeah. Or like three plays later, like damn, I'm gonna miss this tackle. Yeah, I hope like, coach don't see this. Yeah. But like for you, what was it? When did it click? Like, all right, I I have this athletic ability. I run hella fast. I can move left and right. I'm quick. I'm agile, but when are you like, but how can I like, there's more. There's more to this game than just being athletic. Like how does Ed Reed get 30 or 50 something interceptions? Hmm. How does Dion do this? You know what I'm saying? When did it click for you? For me, when I went to Detroit, they actually sat down and taught me football. When I, when I was in Atlanta, they ain't teach me nothing. And man, what year so, was that? So I'm saying all the way oh, in, the, yeah, yeah. in the NFL, yeah. is that when that's, that's when that started? college um pretty much my whole life um or just in sports world like i was pretty much the athlete on uh the team so coach would say hey go take him out the game or win basketball hey hold him don't let him score yeah. so i pretty much learned how to study people if i got to hold them i pretty much know how to break them down so pretty much my career was man to man you know so like you said, in high school, all I did was, hey, I got this wide receiver, the best wide receiver, all right, give him to me. And I just watch him all day and just see, oh, well, he can't do this, so I'm just going to do this to him. And then they got to college like that. I just learned how to break people down, you know what I'm saying, and learn, learn what their positives and their negatives were. Mm -hmm. And um, But then I got to the league, and I'm like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's real. You know, everybody good. It's you know, real. I need something to give me a, a edge. But when I was in Atlanta, they didn't teach us nothing. You know, it was like... Hey, watch D'Angelo Hall and just do what he do. You know what I'm saying? And and this your man. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a um, personnel down the distance in Detroit. A hey, this man caught 15 balls inside and three on the outside. So he's probably gonna he's an inside you know personnel guy. You know, so it kind of got like that when I went to Detroit. Who was that for you though? Was it, did you have like a teammate that just sat you down like bro? Tim Walton. He uh, set me, set us down, and then he set me down. and He taught football like to the whole room. He didn't. We didn't even have to worry about like the backpedaling part and none of that, because all that really don't matter if you don't know the game. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it was. We had tests, all that. Like every time, every day. I mean, yeah, pretty much every day we had tests, and uh, but it helped though. It made the game easier. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, like this is just fascinating because I, I think about it, but like. You're the best athlete 
growing up from a little kid to middle school to high school, now even in college, like you're an elite athlete, being able to dominate people on the field, but you didn't see your game take to the next level till Detroit. And that's, um, that's where I know you from most is Detroit, uh, like for whatever reason. Like so many people now, like especially the young guys and girls think like, if I'm not the best athlete right now, then I can't succeed or nobody, nobody's, well, I, I can't be dominant. Like, cause I'm not it right now. Yeah. Because I'm not it right now. Yeah. Or I don't have the athletic ability to be that dominant. I can just line up and guard somebody. Like, what would you tell a kid that's, that's re- a good athlete, not a dominant one? Like, how would, how would you explain them how to study the game? How, how could you help them get better? How could you, like, if you got a DB, like, you got a, you know, a 15-year-old DB. That takes time. I ain't gonna lie. What's that? That takes a lot of time. I mean, it takes time, but, yeah. like, it, and it's gonna take, yeah. I would just tell him, pick somebody that's similar yeah. to him and watch him. That's good. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, get up close and personal with, well, yeah, you too, watch them. You know, they got practice tape. I know it's a tape of, you know, guys in practice, one-on-ones, Darrell Revis, and yeah. on YouTube, and different guys on YouTube that you can watch the little practice one-on-ones. And uh, you can just take stuff from them until you get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, that's what I would tell a young man. You know, watch somebody on YouTube that's similar to the, their style. Mm-hmm. And also, um, and uh, watch how they work. And then just intertwine that. And, but it do take time to get there, though. Yeah. You know, if you got somebody. Now, some people have their father in, that, in their house who played the game, who yeah. can teach them, like uh, Patrick Sertan Jr. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? His father was good in Miami. So I know he giving him that game. So, yeah, Asante Samuel Jr. too. You know they had that, so they understand splits early and yeah. getting all that early. Man, yeah. I mean honestly, it's it's 2023 nowadays. Like like you said, like you can literally pull up any one on ones, any seven on seven, any player that you look up to and pull up his highlights, pull up game film and just watch him. But you get that from well, I guess you really got, you got to be observant. Like you got to be. I mean, like, you got to yeah. care. You got to want to. Be something to be great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If if you're being, if you're looking up to a guy that doesn't really play, I mean, you're gonna get that experience. But if you're looking to a guy like Ed Reed, De- Deion Sanders, uh, I, I mean Charles Woodson, uh, Champ, all those guys, those guys made it and like it's stamped. There is no, oh I I you know I, I used to be like nah, <laughs> it's stamped there. Watch what he does. Yeah. And then on top of that, when you do watch. Bro, ask questions, man. Yeah. Ask, but ask questions yeah, to the sure. right people now. Don't oh, just be asking questions to anybody. But ask questions to like, to when coach. you do go to camps, go to coach. Go to coach. Go, to, go to somebody you feel comfortable with. Man, I, I'm, I have players that I don't even, never even met, or players that I've coached once or twice in camps that will DM me and be like, hey coach, what, what can I work on? Or how can I get better at this? I'd be like, I send them some videos. You, if I'd be like, if you're not good at that or really great at that, then don't come back to any more questions until you're great at that. I start with the foundation, and then we go, you go forward. I mean, I feel like if you're interested in something, you're gonna want to find. Like you're yeah. gonna find. You're gonna, you're gonna find. You're gonna find the information. You're gonna find you know it. Yeah. Even if you have to reach out on DM on Twitter, Instagram, and all these other social media sites. There's a way to find. There's out. a way to find out. Yeah. But you you have to be hungry and driven to be great. It was like asking Jarius Bird. Oh yeah. How he get 11 interceptions in a year, and then watch him, and then actually like watch him practice. Not really the game. It's like how he practice, how he how he prepare mentally. That's where it starts. It's like over and it's like watching your favorite movie over and over to the point where you know every line. Your game day should be the least like there should be no worries. Like it should be fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like But when you say practice harder than games, like I think it's it's kind of confusing. Well, to me it's confusing because like physically it can be like I can make it physically hard. I can run hard and like that's gonna make the games easy physically. But like how do you make the game harder mentally? I practice. Mentally I went against Calvin Johnson every day. 
you know, I always, uh, like when I first got to Arkansas to get better, I went with the fifth year senior, George Wilson, mm -hmm. and he went to, he he was a receiver there, then he ended up playing uh, safety with Buffalo, too. Yeah, and, uh, safety. best one in SEC. I went with him like every day, and I was on a, a freshman, and he used to kill me like every day, but I started picking up stuff on him, so when I got to somebody who was younger than him and didn't know, it was easier for me. So that transitioned to the NFL, and that's how um, uh, I got better mentally going against Calvin every day. I don't care if it was one-on-one -on -one drill, if it was um, a stalk drill, whatever, I, I went with him. And because I know I had to go against Brandon Marshall, you know, another week I had to go against this, uh, uh, them guys in Green Bay, uh, Jordy Nelson, Dwayne Bowen. I had to go against the bigger guys, the smaller guys, so I knew if I can hold Calvin every day, and you know I can compete with him. Then shoot, going against anybody on Sunday would be easy, and that's that's how I made it harder for me mentally. With your story that you said that it took you about your fifth year to actually get to know the game, it's crazy that you say that because now you know combine has already came and gone. Um, you know you did your fair share, you did your workouts right after you decided to go into the draft. Um, for me personally, my process in the in the draft and combine leading up to combine, remember those meetings? Those they would come in and it I ain't gonna mine was trash. I embarrassed myself. Like I I I knew what I had to do. Bro, I had I had New England, bro. I had New England. And this is like right this is right before I went to coach my, my secondary coach, Dwayne Akina. I was like, Coach, I got New England coming in. I need your help. And Coach Keenan, God bless his heart, man. He put in so much information to me that I just was like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm getting myself into tomorrow. So <clears throat> when the DB coach from New England came at the time, bro, he drew up. And these were basic coverages, dog. Now looking back, these were the most basic coverage, but Bro, for me, in college, I had Earl Thomas, Blake Gideon, Curtis Brown, Shockey Brown. So we were a man defense, basically. Every now and then we run zone, but for the most part, you get your guy, get my guy, and do your job. Bro, he, he gave us like a, uh, he gave me a cover three, or a cover six, and then he gave me cover three, and then he's like, all right, Nickel's in the game. I'm like, okay, that's what I did in college, easy money. What does Nickel do? Oh, I do this. I'm five yards outside. I got seam, seam, uh, seam flat. Yeah. Da 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 da. Yeah. Okay, cool. What does that free safety do? Um, you say it was four, so four, two. I think like oh, yeah. but I'm looking at him like like yeah. over. Uh, no. Uh, ah. Then he drew a cover three, and I knew what I had to do. But then I didn't know what the free strong, what the will had to do, what the mic, what. With a sandwich, bro, he hit me with so much, and I just didn't, I felt unprepared, but I knew that I can play at that level, but that, given that first impression of, like, do I actually know the game? Are we going to invest in you mm. into bringing, leading this team into what, like, to add to the team instead of just being on the team? Mm. I was like, I'm not going to New England. <laughs> I knew right there. <laughs> there. So, for you saying that, like, well, how was your experiences with those uh, NFL meetings, with those deep, uh, coaches coming in and just not only get to know you, but you're My, in I only had that board. one time, and I believe that was uh, with the Giants. They, they, we drove up there. It was me, Darrell Revis, and I think Eric Wright, and we went from uh, Jersey uh, Jets to the Giants. Uh, some, we went to some team, but we had to ride in the limo, and we got to the Giants, and they wanted me to draw like cover two and all this. I ain't know none of that. Uh, and I feel like dumb too, but at the same time, um, when I was at the combine, I didn't get those questions in the, on the, those board questions. Mm -hmm. Only thing I probably got the, that was the most hardest is the Jets call us in the room, and then uh, Coach told us, to, he introduced us to everybody. It was like 20 people in the room, and then he was like, all right, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Mangini, yeah, what's his name? I was like, man, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't remember all these people, you know, that was the only one, but. Uh, pretty much, they just pretty much talk, talked about uh, recruiting me for a man team. So I pretty much went to man team. So I really didn't have to draw too much on the board. But 
Um, Damn, you got lucky, bro. Yeah, but it was it was a long process though. It was real long. Um, going from room to room, uh, you know, teams in there to ask you they gonna know everything about you from what you did in middle school, your grades, you know, about your mom, your dad, your sisters, you know. But uh, everything pretty pretty much went smooth. I was just ready to go. I was just ready to run and do the weights and leave. But yeah, it was a long process. Like I obviously know his experience because we're both DBs. <clears throat> How is it for like offensive guys as far as like receivers and, and quarterbacks? Like, are they telling y'all? Are they giving their basic playbook and saying, okay, remember this in t five to ten minutes, and then mm -hmm. we're going to test you and like? I didn't. That. It's crazy. I didn't have any meetings at the combine. What? Everybody was getting their meetings and like, oh, I got, I got four at you know seven, eight, yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, I ain't get nothing. I got nothing. nothing. I mean, I think I got one, and just somebody asked me, like, so it didn't. I didn't feel lonely, like somebody. Anybody <laughs> like, in Detroit, like, come sit at our table and talk. But nobody, I had nothing. Even when they came to work me out at my school, like, they just worked out and left. Like, they didn't ask. They didn't talk to me. Why is that? I don't know, bro. Did you ever ask? No. Oh, weird. That's crazy. I, and nobody. But. Because you're an athlete, so your mm -hmm. story is diff different. I know yeah. you started at quarterback, but... Yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> finished my, the bowl game, then I trained playing quarterback. So like pre-combine, everything mm -hmm. leading up to it, combine, I threw comp quarterback, everything, and then my workouts, I had like four, three of them, four of all four I played quarterback, and the last one I like caught a punt or something, like randomly. So it was like, on the draft day, it was like, okay, hey, we might take you with this pick to play quarterback, blah, blah, blah. And then the one that actually, like the first day that goes by, hey, we're going to take you with this one. That don't happen. They'll take <laughs> you this one, go in here. Then they take, like, Tavares Jackson. Or, like, you know, that was that year. And then, like, the Jets coming forth, and I was like, we're going to draft you with this pick, but you're going to do kind of whatever we need you to do. So I'm, I ain't going to say no. Right. And so, like, that's my situation. That's how I got, you know, so I would do half the practice at quarterback, then do half the practice at receiver. Yeah. And that's how it started. So, being, you know, going in, like, I hear stories about guys having to drop concepts and you know, give you a play call and you got to, you know, remember it verbatim. Like, that's the stuff you got to know. Um, but for me, that's just what my experience. See, this is why I love this podcast. This is why I love the Connected Podcast, because... When we connect, like we always talk, but when we get together, we don't really talk about our experiences, details. Yeah. We just talk, you know, how are you doing? Yeah. We got a guy who, who had zero stars in high school. Yeah. We got another guy who had three stars in high school, but didn't have the 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 back that most people or some people do. Mm -hmm. And then you have me who was four star, but still had, like everyone has their own journey. Mm. And your journey was how I want to be great. Well, I'm a quarterback, but also I'm a receiver and a punt returner. So you know what? Mm. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. Yeah. I'm a locked up down corner. Uh, I do this, but at the same time, I know that there's more to this game mentally. So let me do this and that. Mm -hmm. Me, I'm not trying to be put in the box as well. I'm a corner. I'm a nickel. I'm a safety. But also I can do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. what, at, what, how can I make this team better? I love that to let these young people know that, man, everyone has a role, dog. Mm -hmm. Not everyone can wear a Superman cape. Right. Not everyone can be Batman. Like, Batman is Batman because he's with Robin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, everyone has their little pieces. And I, I feel like nowadays, everybody wants to be the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody wants to be in front of the Sports Illustrated cover. Yeah. Everybody wants to be Dave Campbell magazine cover. It don't happen like that. But it don't happen like that. Like, mm. and But also, I'm not... It, there's there's things that come with it now. Like for me, I was a uh, Sports Illustrated and Dave Campbell, but there was pressure behind that. So now mm -hmm. people are like, okay, expectations high. That man, he he's the man. Yeah. He on cover. That's with social sites. Exactly. Yeah, bro. You know that a man, and then you turn on Sunday, you like, dang, bro, you was doing all them drills on Instagram, and Odell Beckham still running routes right now on you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, but it goes to show. Um, Whoever works the hardest is gonna show on Sunday, you know. What what what's your what can you give the the our young student athletes, male and female? <clears throat> can you give them just a brief, um, just your own monologue of social media is so fake. Mm. 
Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And that you can pretend you to be someone all you want to, but when it become when it comes in between those white lines or on that hardwood or in be, on that diamond, that's when your true self shows up. So like we didn't come from an era of I'm gonna put my 40 time on oh, social this website. It was, hey, meet me at the park. You say you better than me, meet me at the park. You get your quarterback. Right now. Right, we'll we'll, we'll handle it. But now I just feel like there's, because we all want to be accepted. We all want to be noticed. And I get that. We're all human beings. But when you start pulling false things for yourself, you hurt yourself at the end of the day. (laughs) Because, you know, we, people's attention span is very short. So when I see you seen it like you see someone that says they run a four, four, two, four, three. Go out there run a four, five. It's like, four, huh? and then you run yeah. out there run a four, five, four, four. Like, no. you know what I'm saying? It's a difference. It's, it's a, a difference. huge difference. A difference. So like, just give me like what you, how you feel about that. Like, I just want to let them know that uh, just you got to put in the work. Like, uh, social media ain't number entertainment. Entertainment, man. Scratch all that. You know, you got to go to work. You know, that's gonna separate um, the Instagram people from the the real people. Like like I said, you see uh, kids do all these drills on Instagram, all these pedaling, turn, flip this way, go this way, and they posting them. And then I look on Sunday, and I'm seeing this guy lined up inside, you know, inside of the tight end with a tight the tight end uh, tight split to the court. And I'm saying, why is he inside? And the dude run a seven out, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying, boy, he don't even know the game. He look good. So all that really don't mean nothing. So to me, Instagram don't mean nothing. It's nothing but entertainment. Uh, the, the real work is when the camera ain't on. You know, that's when you're putting the real work in, when ain't nobody watching. That's, what, that's what's going to separate you from everybody's when and nobody it be, watching. It be seeming lonely sometimes, too. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be lonely. It's lonely at the top. It's going to be lonely. You're going to have to put in that work. Uh, you're going to have to go here and work out by yourself. You're going to have to travel here and go there and do by yourself. So it's, it's definitely going to be a lot of long, a long time, but that's what it takes to be, the, to be the best and get to the top. Honestly, I think a lot of it is motivated by fear. Like, and you can't be motivated by fear and be a, ball, like, and be a dog. No. I think you know, a scared dog is different from a, a confident <clears throat> they, dog. They sit on the porch and bark, man. Yeah, sit on the porch and bark until somebody, like, mm. I think the fear is, is either I'm not good enough or I, uh, if I don't post all this, or if I don't make myself known, then I'm not gonna get an opportunity, mm. right? So I at least have to appear bigger than I am to make myself, make room for myself. Everybody think they kid going to the NFL and the NBA. Yeah. And you be telling them like, they didn't, like you said, they didn't see the um, running in the 110 heat, running hundreds, you know, during the summer when everybody, you know, partying, you missing out on Texas relays because I'm in Arkansas doing that. They don't see that. They think it's, you know, overnight, but you got to put that work in, you know, yeah. and uh, that's the only way you're going to get better. Um, got to put that work in. So you graduated high school what year? Um, dang, class of 03. Okay, I was 2001. So I think maybe it was just starting with like, so we used to get our information from like newspapers and like magazines. Newspapers? Newspapers, wow, ooh. Bruh. Yeah, newspapers. So you said like USA Today, All America, like that's how you got it, that's how you saw it, yeah. Or VHS? No, I got, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. the end of the old era into the new era. Did you get was, a little bit of VHS? I got a little bit. Man, okay. I got three VHSs right now okay. already pulled up. Right. My highlights is so, very much. <laughs> so it was VHS, right? So when I came out, I think the number one player in the country was DJ Williams. He's a linebacker. Oh, yeah. I think he was in Cali, Poly, maybe. Mm-hmm. Played in a, uh, going to Miami. But I'm he was around. that. But as big as. Like he was a number one. I saw his name. I like. I feel like I knew DJ Williams because I saw his name everywhere. But like, I never saw him play. Mm. Right? Or I would see all the other top rank. Like, oh, here's a quarterback from here from Minnesota. Like, I'm like, I know the name, but I've never seen them do anything on the field. Yeah. Like it was so different because I, I had nothing to comp- compare myself to. Mm-hmm. Right? And now they have everything. Everything. <laughs> everybody. I, th- I mean, I call it like the phenom syndrome. Like everyone's every, a phenom. Every, everybody wants to be that phenom. <laughs> yeah. Like now it's the pressure as an athlete and as a parent is to make sure your kid's that phenom. So that means I gotta do extra trainers. Um, now you staying up, no days off, I'm going, you know, doing all this crazy stuff because obviously my kid is that phenom. 
Like, not you're you're a dad. You got two two baby girls. Like, how do you see yourself approaching it, or the in the world that you see, like how you being around athletes still like. Is that sustainable? How would you approach it if you were a parent right now? Um, I don't press them into nothing. Yeah. I let them, I want them to come up and have their own niche. I don't want to, I'm going to put them in something just to be athletic, but I'm going to let them pick. Uh, I got girls, so, um, so I really don't have to worry about football. But I said if I had a little boy, um, I would wait to make him play football. You know, that it'd be his choice. I wouldn't force him into it. So that's how I try to be with my baby girls. I put them uh, more about academics before sports. So I don't even have any, my girl is seven. She wants to get into basketball and all that right now, but I want her to focus on her grades first. Yeah. So that's how, that, yeah, the mental part. So, um, so that's how I approach it uh, with them. You know, I'm gonna I'm let them come up, but I'm gonna let them pick it on their own. You know, they, their passion, you know, I ain't gonna force them in nothing. I'm gonna put them in everything and let them find what they like. And then if that's what they want to pursue, then I will, you know, find them maybe a mentor or somebody that's in it and, you know, go that, go about it that route. And so something they so she grabbed, she's 10 years old, gravitates the track. Okay, now find you a mentor, put you on the track team. Hey, go run. But I think a lot of what we see is they gravitate to that or they show, uh, or they, they show the ability to be good at something. But now, okay, he like it. Got to put it in this, give me that, going this, this, that, doing this. this now, hey, we running hills every other day. Like, and it, it be, it, that's what, it, bro, it's what it's become, yeah. Uh, people be wanting me to train their kids so young, and I'm like, nah, I don't want to train them. Just let them have fun. Yeah. You know, you don't even know what position he going to play when he get older because it's going to change. So you you drilling him in this, and then he get up here, he a whole O-lineman or something, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? It's so it's like a waste of time and money. So. I don't even like to uh, drill the kids. I just like them to go out there and have fun and run around. You know what I'm saying? Like like we were. That's how I was taught. Go out there, have fun, run around. And uh, that was it. Get off this, y'all. Especially you student athletes. This going to get you in trouble. On, That's pop. That is like, it's so simple, but we miss it as a, like a, in the sport, youth sports world. We miss it. Like just being my kids being at that age where they're really starting to get into it. Like it goes over people's head because they think if my kid's not 12 or 13 and he's not the elite ranked on this on this list, and then my kid doesn't have a chance, or he shouldn't be on this team, or I should focus on somebody else because they're not. And they have no and, and idea. Getting, Starting them and put all that pressure on their right. body, they just don't know like all the football they're gonna have to do yeah. when they get to college. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be football, 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 football until they, until you retire. Yeah, if it wasn't for me going going pro, man, I'm telling you right now, like the game of football started getting less and less fun the, the higher and higher I got. And and I feel bad for these kids now because they're getting put on so much pressure from their parents. They don't even they're not even allowed they don't to have even fun, have fun like, until unless they get to the right, you know, team, coaches, yes. you know, college. High school, you don't have a choice, so you got to do what you have to do with there. College, you do have a choice, but then again, you got to play, like, mm -hmm. game there. And then, you know what I'm saying? So it's from, I always tell, man, I always tell parents, and I, I don't, I'm not going to say anything about kids because I don't got kids myself, but mm -hmm. just from being around it, I always tell parents that kids in middle school, in eighth grade and less, bro, just have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Like, don't worry about how fast your 40 is. Don't worry about how mm. your, you're not even done growing yet, man. Like play receiver, play safety, play tight end, play fullback, play running back, play all the positions you can because there will be one yes, day man. where coach is gonna look at you and be like, nah, we need you here. <laughs> yeah. We need you here. Yeah. So regardless of what it is, have fun, but at the same time, like work hard Yeah. in, in everything you do. No matter football, basketball, baseball, track, like practice every day, like like it's game day, honestly. Like, cause then when game day happens, when the baseball game happens, when the basketball game and the football, on those game days, those days are just like, oh, it's showtime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. can eat. You know what I'm saying? Show your skills off and show the hard work that you put off off camera, cause everyone sees what you do on set on your game days, whether it be Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. But they don't be seeing those cold tubs before mm -hmm. and after practice Monday through Thursday and Friday sometimes. 
They don't be seeing the extra sprints you do after practice, the extra film you do, Bro. the nutrition, yeah. the sleep, Look, massages. Yeah. I keep going, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's like that's on, another man. thing. We, we got to talk about it. Because there are now a lot of kids now or that we grew up with that are starting to have kids. And the people we know, they made it. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I have a lot of friends whose, whose sons are about the middle school-ish age yeah. area and a little bit younger. But you still got kids looking up and be like, yo, your dad is Brad Smith. Your dad is Brian Arakpo. Your dad is Michael Huff. Mm -hmm. Your dad is Chris Houston. Like, oh, you supposed to be raw. And it's like, mm -hmm. he don't even know who he is yet. He, he like he don't know if he even likes football or likes basketball or track or whatever right. the sport they're in. Yeah. To them now they got feel pressured of, like yeah. being yeah. my dad or better. So how you how you deal with that with your son and, and him thinking he got to be you? He, is, I, I love him. I love my son. He watching this too. So. Love you, boy. <laughs> uh, he don't care about nothing. Like I think. Growing up, I'm from the hood, too, in Youngstown, Ohio. So all we did was go outside in a, in a patch of grass in the backyard and just hit each other like football. Yep. We just messed. We just played. Um, so I think, but now, since I played in the league and he has a life where that's just not a thing, right? That's just, he's not in that type of environment. So he, his, his view of the game is more cerebral. It's more processing it, understanding coverages, understanding alignments. So that's been my approach with it. Um, but like, it's hard for me because I want him to have, go in the backyard with all, and just go play football. Oh, okay. yeah. or, or, or go work, work out, go throw. But like, but since we don't have, we went outside and played in the yard with all these other kids. And that's how we, that's how we got there. Really, yeah. I wanted to be Amp Lee when I was little. Nobody remember Amp Lee. He's a running back for the 49ers. Shout out to Amp Lee. But, like, I thought I was Amp Lee because I had his football card. And I was going to act like Amp Lee in the backyard playing against all the older kids. That's how we played. All right. And then, but now, I can't send them. Like, there's, they ain't playing at the parks. Mm -hmm. So everything is so structured now, Chris. Everything is, you got to be in this league. You got to go to this tournament. You got to have this training like, I get, if I want to get him on the field, like, we got, oh, we're going to the field and work out. Yeah. It's not like I can just send you out there with your friends. So it's, it's hard. I want him to have that experience. Like Playing with a bunch of other kids, kind of like how you measure yourself. You're like, okay, well, yeah, I do got some. Yeah, I do got some extra something, you know, because, you know, other people in the hood tell you, like, hey, that boy good. Hey, who is that? Who is that? And you start getting that. When you start getting that, you're like, well, maybe I got something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But they don't got that today, like you said. All they got is like Instagram. A person look at that highlight and tell them how good they is and all mm -hmm. they practice. And then they get out there and it's like I said, I'll be watching Saturdays and Sundays and I'll be seeing DBs who doing all the fancy drills getting ran by. And I'm just like, for what? Yeah. But I wanted to ask you since you said it, like growing up, um, your situation with your, your father being incarcerated and your mom uh, disability in the hood, east side of Austin. And at that, that time, it wasn't Eastside with the juice, now. with the juice places and nah, the nah, people nah. riding bicycles and back stuff. In, yeah. Back in two thousand ish area before then was yeah, you, was, you, was crazy. You, you were walking through that yeah. that area. So, what was it like? Like, how did you people people are in very similar situations as you and me and Aaron's a little different, right. but which which is a blessing yeah, for sure. Like. For kids that grew up in a situation like that, like man, that was one of the. They said, "How'd you um, make it out?" Probably toughest things uh, I ever had to do, just because, uh, um, like, uh, my my family and my family pretty much in the streets, pretty much everybody, you know, all the males, mm -hmm. you know, and then my sisters, they had like boyfriends, and they was pretty much in the streets too, and from prison, you know what I'm saying? So that's pretty much all I saw. You know, but then as when my dad came home, then, you know, um, I had that father figure to give me direction, you know, yeah. so that was like a huge thing. But then once I got into football <clears throat> and uh, I had to kind of start picking out, you know, my friends and, and you know, kind of seeing uh, who did what. All right. He he, uh, you know, my friends from sports became my best friends for life. You know, you meet your guys when you in little league and y'all go to the same middle school, high school. So they had kind of the similar parents, you know what I'm saying? So they didn't do like 
get in trouble with crazy stuff. We pretty much was the same on their sports. You know, uh, go home, watch the game, know about the Jordans, tennis shoes. That was pretty much all we, we knew. You know, we didn't know like uh, the street part. You know, so that kind of helped me out with um, just who I hung around. You know, I kind of weeded out the, the guys from the streets. But then <clears throat> being from here, like since I was like one of the most athletic here, like the street guys looked after me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, don't do this. Or, you better be home or you, you can't do that. Or you can, yeah, yeah, you can't come with us. You got to go in the house. Yeah. Hey, you can't do that. You can't do that. So I was pretty much protected, you know, when I'm out. Still to this day, I'm still kind of protected like that. Um, so that was like a big reason too. And then just finding mentors, bro. I had like the, I was in like every program, every good program in school, I was like in Upper Bound. It was like a program to show us <clears throat> about college. You know, I was in all them programs. I did everything to keep me busy uh, throughout the summer and from having downtime. Like my mom sent me uh, to play with you know, go play with this team to go out out of town to play at this tournament. So that's how that's how I got out, bro. You know what I'm saying? Was um, pretty much my mother put me in things to do, and my my father put me in things to do. So they they just kept me busy. They didn't give me no downtime. Cause over downtime, you know, being in the hood, you ain't got nothing nothing but downtime bad stuff to do. Go ride your bike, go play here with somebody, and throwing rocks and stuff like that. You know, so um, that's how I kind of weeded out. It also sounds like you made just the decision for yourself as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Because like you said, you weeded out the people. Like you could have kept those people that you met. Yeah. You could have been loyal to them just because they were there since day one. Mm -hmm. But you knew like, hey, out of love for myself, I can't Like I said, my on. father, he was strict. Time, so. My father was you very strict when he came home. So like all the other kids, they could probably like hang out late. Uh, they can probably talk to their mom like this. They can probably do that. My dad didn't play that. It was like, yes, sir, no, sir. I couldn't walk around the house with my pants down. I couldn't, um, I had to take out the trash. Yeah. I, had to, I had to do all that, you know, and I pretty much come, come up under my elders. You know, my church is a very church family, yeah. you know. Um, so um, I had um, uncles that, <clears throat> excuse me, I had uncles that would, you know, with my butt if you know I did anything you know so I kind of got it from everybody because everybody saw the I guess the potential in me but uh that's how I pretty much you know weeded out the bad stuff bro it was my father I was I was scared of my father you know what I'm saying because he wasn't wasn't my friend he he, he whooped me you know but you know I, I I'm thankful for that today because I seen like uh what that discipline did I needed that because you know as far as when you go to the to um college to the pros you got to be on time you can't be late. You can't sad. You know, I see Deion, Deion Sanders on Instagram, and he don't allow like certain players to wear this and certain players to wear that. My that's how my dad brought me up. So uh, it transferred over to the to college, to the work world. You know what I'm saying? To the real world, I should say. Sounds like this, like this one, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like in football, you know, mm -hmm. you run this yard and do that. It's Your dad said take yeah. the trash out, and if you didn't take the trash out. This display, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't run this five yards, you it's, mess the play up. It, everything it connects with everything. But there's a difference between, like, I want you to have character so you can play. Right. I want you to have character so you can be a good man. Man, in general. Like, and, that, and that carries over, over to your to football. Being yeah, yeah, your dad wasn't playing about, like, he didn't know you were going to the NFL or whatever age that right. was. He just wanted you to be a good man. I want, I want you to do it right. Yeah. I want you to do it right. And, like, just the mentality that we got to have as, as athletes and parents and as a community of, of athletics and being connected to one another is like we got to be a, a community that that cares about the person before the athlete right and, and i didn't know it as a as a young boy i'm thinking he's just the meanest person because i'm watching you know other people that i come up with being able to do certain stuff and then it start i start understanding you know what i'm saying like when my life kind of went this way and others went that way i'm like damn so before we close out, man, I, uh, two things. One, I want you to give your um, the, uh, some guidance and tips on. Uh, I know a lot of college kids are gonna be watching this, um, especially the ones that are fortunate enough to make it to to uh, the con or the pro the draft. Wow, NFL yeah. draft that's coming up in a couple weeks. Um, I I did it with family just because that's who got there. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really want a big party, big deal, or anything. Uh, how did you do it? One, two, what tips can you give those guys that are, you know, the ones who are going to New York, the ones who aren't going to New York, and the ones who 
might get undrafted, the ones who may not hear their name, what to expect on draft day, knowing that there's three days, like give them a little insight and then yeah, we'll close it off from there. I invited some friends over. I wanted to stay with my family. I always saw it on TV as a kid. You know, I, I, even if I said I would have went top 10, I wouldn't have went. I want to be home. So that's how I did it. And my second thing would just to be to tell them, um, you know, it's a, it's a once in a lifetime thing. Enjoy it. Um, they only come around one time, one time in your life. So enjoy it. Um, and for those that may not get drafted, it's plenty of stories we see of undrafted people, you know what I'm saying, who go on to make it years and years and years and years, like Tom Brady, you know, uh, he still was playing and uh, when I was in middle school and I ended up playing against him and he still was winning after I retired, you know what I'm saying? So you got different stories out there of different guys, plenty of stories out there. So, you know, choose from your, your whatever position you're in, Find a story to motivate you, you know what I'm saying? If you don't get drafted, then just go after it and uh, enjoy the moment. That's it. Well, quick, one quick, one more thing. Five quick rapid questions, just random questions that I have for you. Ask them to the best of your ability. Uh-oh. Just want to see what, I want I want the people to know what right. it's tasted and stuff. You right. know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Got to get to know. So from, from an Austin legend, who's, who's the best DB in your eyes that's ever graced? Deion Sanders, of course. Deion Sanders? Um, best uh, conference in college football? SEC. Uh, the best uh, high school in Austin, Texas? Best high school. Right L now. LBJ. Or just in general, you're serious. LBJ. Oh, of course. Yeah. So biased, man. I'm just trying to get this guy. My wife went to LBJ. Favorite off-season vacation spot with the boys after the season's over with? Mine's Miami. You can never lose in Miami. So, okay. Miami. And in your knowledge and recollection of all the Austin athletes that's come around since you've been on gracing this wonderful earth of ours, who is the top athlete to come out of Austin, Texas? Dig Knight Train Lane. That's a good, I, I tested him. I tested him. You're the best. Uh, make sure my guy, make sure my guy knows his history. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna solve a second though. Yeah. I'm gonna solve a second. Solve a second. We're tied. Two and two. A two B. Yeah. No man, but Chris, man, as family, my only my family guy. Looked up to. Thank you for having me, B. I appreciate you coming, gracing us on our podcast. Your memories, and man, take that knowledge that we've given you guys, and I hope you guys put it to the test in your own worlds. We look forward to you guys next episode. Please follow us, subscribe, like, comment, tell your friends, your mom, your daddy, your girlfriend, your ex, all that. Tell them to come here. If you love sports, you want to get some tips on how to hopefully make it there to the next level on each occasion, we would love to give you, help you out any way possible. Stay wavy, stay blessed. See you next time.